Hi, my name is Tim Stone, and you're listening to the Us People podcast with Savia Rocks. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Us People podcast. I'm your host, Savvy Rocks, and today I have Tim Stone here, who is a guitarist, songwriter, and composer. Welcome, Tim. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good to be here. <laughs> yeah, definitely is. We had a little glitch in the beginning, but it worked out yeah, in the end. It's okay. It worked. It worked yeah. out in the end. Perfect. So tell me a little bit about how you got into the music business. Why did you choose music? Ah, well, actually, I think music chose me. Fair enough. I, I didn't didn't really think it was a smart thing to do. Um, Why not? Well, I know, just my background, I guess. Um, nothing that my family could relate to or blah, blah, blah. And um, in the end, all my mates were saying, well, obviously, you're going to be a pro, aren't you? And yes. I was going, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's like... Um, and then it was just it was it was obvious there was nothing else to do. <laughs> it was it was actually it was one particular night yeah. that, that really that really um, said okay well there's nothing nothing's ever going to beat that. So what happened is it is it something like spiritual is it something that just yeah it is something quite spiritual. Um, uh, this is a whole other story, but I just spent um a day in a moroccan jail <laughs> oh okay hey all right that's a story and a uh, half yeah yeah and um uh when i got out of there I, and i was just traveling around yeah. with a guitar you well, know and um i wound up on a beach entertaining about 20 people and we all just went on this journey i was just looking at myself yeah. playing i couldn't couldn't do anything wrong you know yeah. i couldn't and it was like, whoa, it was a spiritual experience for me. And um, I think after that, I, I had, a, that was a sort of, you know, an early piece of luck, like what it's like to fully immerse yeah. into the, 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 whatever, the mystery of music, you know. Yeah. And um, after that, yeah, it was th- that there was never going to be anything that was going to compare with that and there never has been fair enough oh, <laughs> i'm nice. very happy to have had a life in music i was going <laughs> to ask you that so tell us a little bit about your journey so how many years have you been doing music consistent and how does it feel to be one of the people who in the world who has been able to find a passion that they love to do and be able to make a living from it basically yeah well I don't think there's any easy route for the human being. Yes, and um, I agree. Uh, I, I've had um, periods when I thought, what am I doing? But at this stage, I mean, I've been doing this for 50 years plus. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, you would say probably so a bit you, more than four. So you've got so much knowledge to give me. That's why I'm so excited to, to interview you. Because you <laughs> will have an abundance of knowledge and wisdom to pass on to me. Yeah, it's a funny thing though. You get to, you get to this sort of age and you think, "Wow, have I got any wisdom?" Of but course you do. <laughs> clearly, I do. But you also get to the point where you think, you know, the older you get, and especially with music. Yeah. I mean, I I think I'm going through a phase, a real opening phase again, yeah. and all I can see is, well, there's so much to learn. I there's so much more that I don't know that I do know. Yeah. You know. And that's a good thing. No, it is. That's actually a good thing. No, it's a good um, thing. Yeah. So, uh, well, long, long, long traje- trajectory. But I, I kind of left London a few years ago and put music yeah. down for yeah. a couple of years, and now I'm picking it up again. And would you believe I've done my first couple of gigs just before lockdown, oh. and just to get back in the saddle. Yeah. But. Um, now I'm doing lots of work on my sounds and okay. repertoire, basically. And, um, yeah, I say, uh, well, the question, well, what does it feel like? Uh, I mean, yeah. I feel blessed and very yeah. fortunate to have got through life tickling bits of metal on a plank of wood, you know. <laughs> I mean, I it, love the way it, you describe it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I look at what some people do um, and what some people have or don't have yeah. um, and the fact that 
you know, in this lockdown period, I live in a nice place. Yeah. I, I actually, I'm okay for money. I have really great gear, you yeah. know, that I've collected over many, you know, I'm buying new toys at the All moment. The yeah. yeah, you know, and I walk up this little town and I, and I sort of see the homeless people. You know, and I talk to them sometimes, yeah. and I think, you've got to be grateful, mate. <laughs> you no, know? you do. You definitely yeah. do. So, where did, yeah. where was you brought up, and how did that influence you to make your decision well, to want to go into music? Well, I was brought up in London, and I started. Um, this was the in the late sixties. The the folk scene in London was okay. was um, was very. It was it was. Um, like there was an explosion of acoustic music of yeah, a certain definitely. type, yeah. you know, yeah. people like Bert Yance, John Renborn, and and yeah. um, more particularly Davy Graham, yeah. who was the father of that whole scene. So it wasn't actually folk music; it was interesting acoustic music, and it still had a root in blues, although it had this kind of Tudor English overlay yeah, to, to the blues. Because I see, as a guitar player, I really think. The source of it is blues, yeah. you know. The, the source of it comes out of Africa. Yeah. The pain of those guys on the plantation, and that has has had the most profound influence on music. Yeah. And yeah. hip hop comes from there, mm -hmm. and jazz comes from there, and lots of pop. Well, pop wouldn't be pop without those guys, you know. That's true. Uh, so yeah, it was the folk scene really, and uh, and it was a friend of my sister's. I was sort of doing all these little noodly things uh, in my bedroom. Yeah. And there were a lot of strummers in the in the folk scene. He said, you got to come and play. So I did. I started into that world and got into a bit of performing. Um, but I, I, I felt the need to travel because I, I was at boarding school. So I, I, I see myself oh, okay. as having, you know, uh, been locked up in a prison for six years, so I had to break free. Hence the um, initial story yep. about, you know, a big adventure yep. for a couple of years and um, lots of great influences, you know, Indian music, yeah. Turkish music, um, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I got back to London and then started doing really starting from the bottom doing as you do gig. yeah yeah you know just doing gigs in in um nightclubs and strip joints you know <laughs> <laughs> just so how was doing... a strip club um i actually did play quite a few strip clubs in in london <laughs> well i they call them hostess clubs and, yeah they and do yeah. You know, um it was just a place where you know there was just bands in all these places. Yeah. And there was one place, um, uh, it was a, it was a, a restaurant in Theatreland, you know, oh. and they had two bands. So I was in the sort of top four, they had a, a band doing kind of jazz covers, the great yeah. American songbook. And I was in the, the top 40 band, you know, doing. That's cool. Yeah, you know, just pockets of the day and, and standards and stuff. So that was cutting cutting my teeth professionally, if you like, yeah. I suppose. Well, that makes sense. That makes so much sense. How is it being a guitarist? Because I find that playing a guitar is one of the hardest instruments to play for me. When I pick up a guitar for some reason, it doesn't resonate with me, most probably like it resonates with you. The piano resonates with me. But how is it with you for anybody who wants to learn how to play the guitar? What advice would you give them on playing a guitar well that's a big big question because i th actually that's one of the things that i'm going to start doing soon is yeah. um putting out certain advice because i don't think it's out there yeah for, um, yeah that's uh, what i'd ask yeah yeah there's some amazing people like big big players giving really generous advice um it's got to resonate with you of course yeah um and it hurts <laughs> it hurts your hand and thing is with a piano you know you just play the note and, and it plays the string yeah. the string is hit for you by that so yeah. you can make a nice sound really true. quickly yeah with a guitar it takes a while to get a nice sound and you have to have the cohesion between both hands okay. and that just takes time so it's one of those instruments where you can learn 
20 chords yeah. quite quickly and then, you know, sing a gazillion songs, which is a brilliant thing yeah. about guitar. But if you do want to be good on guitar, yeah, it's a long old journey. I can imagine. And um, I think most people have a lot of a lot of um, self-laceration about it. Yeah, because um, you're comparing yourself to your idols and your heroes, and and I think it's it, it's easier when you're younger. I mean, I didn't really think about it that way when I was younger. I yeah. just used to play all the time, yeah. and I didn't really think about it. It's not. It wasn't till I started actually. Oh, I'm a musician now, and started learning things. I mean, I. When do you know you're I, a musician, Tim? When do you actually know that you're a musician? From picking up the guitar is one thing and then playing a few chords is another but then actually saying you are a musician when do you know that when do you know that feeling that's a really good question i think for me it would got well i had a the, after about three years i picked it up really quickly and i put a lot of into it and um people just used to listen when yeah. i played and I, I really liked that. That was good for my um, very damaged ego. Aww. And uh, <laughs> that's why it's very damaged ego. <laughs> well, we've all got those. Yeah, of course we do. They, I think they all need um, healing to some extent. They and need I, healing. Yeah. Yes, they need healing. And um, so I, I was quite good at entertaining people. And um, I think it, that one night, as yeah. I said, was a. Um, uh, profound, but I remember. Um, I don't know if you're aware of John Martin. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, John Martin is one of my absolute all-time heroes. Who I, I oh. actually managed to uh, played with him uh, here and there a few times. That was one of the questions but, that I was um, going to also ask you as well. Who is one of your heroes? Yeah, he was totally. I think he def he had his own way of playing guitar, his own way of singing, yeah. and his own way of writing. And that that's not many people have a voice that's so strong that's like true. that but i hung out the first time i ever met him I, it was in a folk club at the university i was at and he was very generous to me he just hung out with me i was just like this fanboy you know <laughs> hanging out with him. and and um and i remember saying to him yeah well my mates are saying that i should be a musician you know and, and but i don't know it just seems like never know where you are and you know know where the money is and you're always traveling and blah blah and um parlance of the day he just turned around to me and said yeah, yeah you know you're either raver enough or you're not yeah, true that's true <laughs> and um that had a huge impact so i didn't take it on board then yeah because i was just you know young guy thinking i don't know i don't need to make any decisions right i want to go traveling yeah. you know um but when i think back on it i, I think that man did have a profound effect on me as well. Um, I think you both had a connection and maybe you didn't realise it back then that you had a connection, but now when you talk about it, it kind yeah, of... Yeah, well, I, I mean, um, I mean, he, well, I know him more than he knows me because yeah. he's John Martin and he always used to, you know, the a few times I played with him, it was, it was great to be with him but he would always say hello to me but it's not I'm not on his radar like he's on mine yeah, obviously fair enough. Um, but it was profound yeah he had he had what um, more difficult for uh, the northern European culture he just he had groove forever <laughs> you know I mean because the groove comes out of Africa yeah. and northern Europe went off on this whole harmonic classical tangent that's true and and um i think it's changing now but uh, classical musicians back certainly when i was hiring them um oh. didn't really have much of a groove okay. uh i think i think it's changed now and um something i've had to work i still do work really hard on yeah. um because if you have time and groove in the womb Yep. then it comes naturally that is true yeah that is very true but if it doesn't then you're in trouble <laughs> yeah well you can help yourself yeah you um, can i think with, with the metronome is, yeah. and and um the will to do it and also the music i mean i was always um really influenced by uh, music with you know well 
you choose the people who are inspirational. So all those James Brown records and Jump Jive records and, and, um, you know, anything that really swings and anything and and the funk stuff, um, that resonates with me more now than than uh, rock yeah. although at the time uh, Hendrix was the big thing yeah. for me and he had unlike most rock musicians he was he was as full of groove as he was as full of rock yeah see so he had a he was versatile I think yeah, he, he wanted to be versatile I think he's just there's still no one yeah um, on that level really uh, for electric guitar, yeah. I mean, he was again. He had a way of singing that was his. <laughs> he was influenced by Bob Dylan, I believe. Yeah. Um, but he had a way of playing that was unlike anybody, and a way of writing that was that yeah. was unlike anybody. That's and that's why I think his. Lots of people now can put their fingers where Jimmy put his fingers, but that connection that he had instilled it in this. You know, it's like a guy like what makes Prince above the rest, you know, and Stevie Wonder above the rest. It's you're born to it. Yeah, it's naturally in you. It's naturally just in you. If there was, I know that you said there are a few artists which you admire already, but if there was one artist that you haven't worked with, and I know you've worked with quite a few artists already, what artist would you choose to work in a studio now with, and why would you choose that particular artist to work with? Ah. That's a really good question. Um, well, if Joni Mitchell was still singing, I'd choose her. <laughs> Give her a call. <laughs> um, uh, it's an interesting thing. I don't have a huge ambition to work ah. with a particular person anymore. Okay. Um, there are people... Uh, you know, I don't, um, for instance, Billie Eilish, right, has got a great voice, yeah. but, but she's in that sphere that I don't want to really move in. It, it, even even if there were, I mean, she's not going to um, employ a guitar player who is days off being um, 69 in any event. Listen, you, uh, have, that's... you have more wisdom and more style than a lot of youngsters out there, so you don't that... knock yourself. Oh, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that's the arena. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, and I don't, I'm not interested in that arena. Oh, fair you, enough. You know. Yeah, no, that's um, fair enough. I mean, I, I, I've had a little brush with it here and there. Yeah, I feel very lucky. Enough. There's not many things that I haven't tasted, you know, yeah, strip no, clubs sense. to stadiums and or sta- stadia <laughs> is the word. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, just like anyone... Who's, who touches me yeah. is, is who I'd like to be in the studio with. That's fair enough. Know? No, that's fair enough. Yeah. If there yeah. was one quote that you could choose that would represent who you are as a person, what quote would you choose and why would you choose that particular quote? Oh, God, I've got to do that without thinking about it. Ah, you're on the spot now. Uh, a quote, uh, someone else's quote. Go for it. Uh, um, I don't. I, I, can you come back to me on that? Okay. I mean, what, it, like, um, what something that you think represents who I am? Yeah, as a person, just just generally as a person, something that represents you as a person. So if I was to turn well, around and say, "Hey, Tim, give me something that represents you as a person," a quote that could inspire. Well, I don't know about I don't know about a quote, but I, t- I tell you. What saying? One of, even if it's a saying. Yeah, one of the things. One of the things that. Um, I think has stood me in good stead yeah. um, is that I have a sort of nature that's a little bit like a terrier. Oh. I'm not going to stop. Okay. <laughs> I might get stalled. Um, as we all do, as we naturally all do. As we all do, but um, here I am, and, you know, in, in past, well, yeah, past centuries, I'd be probably right on the way out I think I'm just really coming to a new flowering yeah. and that's that's really because of uh, you know I've been through a lot of stuff and I don't have that thing that you have as a younger musician where you're as good as the last gig if you're a yeah, pro no I understand that yeah I've I heard think that it's a before. different thing 
Yeah. And I think um, when I first started out, I had a bunch of songs that people liked, but I didn't have that extra, I didn't really have the confidence to be an artist. Okay. So I didn't start making my records till I was um, mid to late 40s. Okay. Um, and uh, I'd had several careers inside music by that point, you know. And, uh, and then finally I thought, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm actually in an arena that, re- you know, I wanted to be on, in the camp of, of people who inspire other people, like yeah. John Martin yeah. or John Renborn or Jimi Hendrix. I'm not comparing myself to other people. I, I wanted to touch someone yeah. so that they went, oh, that's so cool. Not like, oh, that guy's a good craftsman. Yeah, you know, and no there's way. nothing wrong yeah. with that. I mean, I have immense um, respect for the skill. I mean, I've been a studio musician as well. You've got to have so many skills to deal. And I've been a, a jobbing writer. I've had to write to order, you know, and uh, and I'm not ashamed of anything that I've done yeah. as a professional. But making my first record was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> so, um, and I don't think, you know, lots of people don't do that late in life. Cause, so that's why I think I have that, never really let go of that dream. And 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 then um, yeah, so here I am, not quite knowing where the world is with with music, as none of us do right now. Yeah, and thinking I don't care. I still have a lot to offer, and um, I think gigs are probably out of the question, especially on a small level for a yeah. while. Yeah. So I'll get back to videoing. You know. Okay. So so you also do videoing as well. So is that part of something that you do? Or? Uh, well, it has something. Uh, it, it's not. It's not. There's a whole world of YouTubers yes. and influencers, yep. right? And and people who um, make a career off YouTube and Instagram. And some of them have got themselves big careers and lots of money. Um, very crowded market, and um, it is. I, so. I I I'm not looking to do it for any other reason other than. Uh, it's very good to have the record of your journey. That's yeah. what albums should be. You yeah. know, that's what I was going through. Yeah. And here it is now. So so for me, I've, I've, I've had this break and now I'm picking it up. Okay. And I've had moments where I thought, wow, I've never been able to play like that. So rather than making a record, which is an enormous amount of mm, effort, for, for very little reward other than the spiritual reward at this point I think you can go on Instagram just something that you're loving yeah. and put a minute of it up you were stranded on a desert island and you had all the food and water in the world who is or what should I say is what one album would you bring with you to listen to oh well that would be I'd have to sort of toss up sign of the times um, are you experienced? Probably one of those two. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Oh, that's fair enough. I remember we were talking about, um, you know, being a musician, but what musicians would you say that you think you're similar to? But also, what makes you different from other musicians as well? Um, well, there are some very generous people who think that they can recognize my playing i've um, seen on your website yeah definitely um and some actually musicians that are doing really well so I, that's what i really appreciate so like uh of course we all start off just trying to emulate yeah and then uh, along the way i realized I, I realized when i was doing my first record that if i played anything that i thought sounded like a cliche it wasn't was not going to stay it wasn't going to stay you know in fact people started calling me dr weird and i quite enjoyed that (laughs) (laughs) it's quite a cool name actually when you think about it you'll always remember it (laughs) yeah um so yeah i i think um there's all sorts of ways to enjoy music. Like if you campfire strummer, which I'm not very good at, because yeah. I don't want those songs in my head. But the pinnacle for me is people who are identifiable. 
Okay. And um, so if you listen to Sting, for instance, yeah. after about three seconds, you know it's Sting. Yeah, definitely. Right? Um, uh, I can pick out Jeff Beck's guitar playing, John Martin, Joni Mitchell, uh, James Taylor. I, I not one of my hugest favorite, but you know him in yeah. a second. Yeah. Steve Stills. Um, there are a few people. I mean, out of the, there's a, um, a guy whose first record called Scott Matthews came out about 10 years ago. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Um, that was very recognized. And um, uh, Leander Havis, I think she's got a sound, you know. Um, so what I, what I love is when I'm listening to someone who's developed their voice, okay. you know. Yeah, well, that um, makes total sense. That's what, that's what really floats my boat. So... Uh, tribute bands are anathema to me. Yeah. I, I won't go to a tribute band concert, you know, and I, I don't knock the skill yeah. of those guys. Um, but it's like the opposite of what I'm trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you want to make if you want to make some money, yeah, then then the best way. I mean, really, one of my best friends is a, he's really great, what I call guitar entertainer. Yeah. Um, and he shows up, gets a great sound on the guitar, can churn out, you know, American Pie and all those songs that drunk people in about. Like, I, if, if I never had to play that song, I would be extremely happy. I mean, there's so many songs that I dislike intensely that you need to play if you want to be successful in those kind of worlds. Yeah. And much as I love, um, well, lots of bands, I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't want to go in and try and be Keith Richards in a Stones tribute band. You know, I, I just think that's not for me. And but. Um, for the people that, that enjoy doing that and yeah. can make money, yeah. I think go for it. I, I, I'm not being super judgmental. Some people judge me for not wanting to do that. And Describe I just your sound, Tim. Describe how you think your sound sounds like. Describe it in, in a way, in your own words. In my own way, okay. Yeah. Um, well, John Martin's got an influence in there. Jeff Beck's got an influence in there. Okay. Um, well, that's... A, that, the awesome thing about music is that you can't really describe it. Ah, um, I like that answer. Yeah. You know, and you can't really tell anyone what they like. Music just hits you mm -hmm. and you resonate with it. Yep. So, so for instance, I always loved Indian music and I wound up playing sitar a little bit um, and I like all those scales. Now, other people just think it sounds like a cat in pain. And, um, you know, clearly, lots of people love um, Ed Sheeran, you know. Yeah. And to me, it just sounds like a boy band song with a looper. And I think he's amazing at it, but it just doesn't really resonate with me. Yeah. And there's no right. From. There's no right. And I think he seems like a really nice fella. And he's one of the most successful entertainment exports of the music industry in yeah. our country. You have to have enormous respect for the man and clearly incredibly talented. Just doesn't really resonate with me and that's fine, you know. Yeah. And and I'm pretty sure from what I've heard about it, if we were having this conversation, you go, yeah, that's cool, mate. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most probably. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I don't really mind who likes my music or doesn't like my music yeah. at this point. There's been enough people who go, ah, oh, I can tell that it's you, you know. Um, and I, I'm, gr you know, I like to think that's true. Of course <laughs> it is. You know, I think you know deep down inside whether something's true or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think deep down yeah. inside you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've ever heard of a, a guitar player called Alan Holdsworth. I think I have, yeah. Yeah, he was sort of like a um, a fusion uh, jazz player, but jazz. he could he could riff like as deep and dark and dirty yeah. as anyone you like. Um, and he had this glissando style of playing gazillion notes a minute, but still being majestic with it. Now, from it's very he um, thick music, yeah. and personally. Um, 
when he just slowed down, he just had such a sound, such a touch, and uh, lots of people can't even hear it. Yeah. You know, um, and I just think that man was unique in so many aspects that you have to love him. I mean, he's, he died a year or two ago, yeah. uh, but he left a legacy that was. It's almost like him and every other fusion guitar player. Yeah. Um, and I think Jeff Beck's got that thing. Um, all the sort of uh, rock, stroke, cross jazz players will all cite Jeff Beck. He's got that thing. He sounds like a singer when he plays. And he's got a tone that's just utterly his own. It doesn't really matter what guitar or amps he plays. He's just got that tone. And it's... um. I think it's the the thing that I started out saying it's it's being true to your connection that, that, that yeah. allows that to come through. Where mm. did you get your first big break, or where did you get your first break? It doesn't have to be a big one, but just something that helps you to evolve to the next level of where you actually wanted to be. But when you were starting out as a musician, where did you get your first yeah, break? Yeah, well, um, actually, from this. Um, Top 40 band, but I was sort of in a restaurant in the West End. Yeah. Um, there were some people there put a band together, and then through that, um, I got a gig playing with Rick Wakeman. Okay. And that sort of took me on big stages around the place and, and um, put me into that arena. Um, so, and I played with it, you know, a few people in that arena. Um, so that gave, like when that first happened, I, I was incredibly excited because I, I thought, wow, I've actually, I suppose it's like if you're in, in, a, in an office job and you get a managerial position, you yeah. think, phew, a bit of security, a bit more money. <laughs> but but you, don't ju- you don't actually realize at the time, you're just moving into a different, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a different ball game. And the same shit applies. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, I don't necessarily think I handled my session man days particularly well on the road. Why did you say that? Because I I, I was still concerned with expressing myself. You know, um, really, you have to um, really do exactly what the job is. And uh, I wasn't... I don't think I I was confident enough of my... I mean, I'm not saying I did a bad job. And actually, I love studio work i can play there's no track even if i never want to hear it again i won't bring my best to and bring my craft to and think that that's a really cool thing to do yeah but um you know in in a um, like you have to do things where you don't necessarily love the music yeah. and you, you 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 really have to be a little bit um, because because the person who's putting the bums on the seats he really is the boss and you really have to give that some respect and, and treat that a certain way and subjugate what you feel true uh, and, I and understand that, that. And it, and it does come across, You it does work on a personal level as well. You like to think it doesn't, yeah. you know, because musicians, we're cool, we're not like that. But you still have to, you know, play the game a bit. Uh, which is why at my, um, uh, you know, level of, uh, well, we're at this stage of development, yeah. I, you know, there's no one... I mean, if, I, if, Jeff, if Jeff Beck came into the room, I'd be, <laughs> fanboy, you know, <laughs> but... As a human being, you know, that's a uh, hi, Jeff. You know, yeah. um, and, and obviously, as a younger guy into that arena, you, you know. So I, I was lucky enough to do a little bit of that stuff, and um, uh, and sometimes some of those gigs paid a lot of money, which was great, and and you know, fantastic to get your gear carted around. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. Swat on stage and have someone you don't even pick your guitar up they put it round you you know <laughs> uh, to, to have experienced that I'm, I'm a lucky man yeah like, you know. oh, that's understandable that's right <laughs> um, and then you get the occasional guy like Pino Palladino for instance who's yeah. who's 
bass playing is so astonishingly good, the biggest artist in the world won him, and he can sort of write his own ticket. Um, I'm not sure I was ever exactly the right personality for it. Um, uh, I had a better time. What do you mean in the sense of the right personality? What is the right personality, Tim? Someone who lets things, you know, uh, I'm probably a bit too thin-skinned. Um, so I don't really want to treat someone um, special as a human being if they're employing me. (laughs) (laughs) Because when I've I've employed people, I've never expected them to treat me as a human being any differently. But I totally understand, you know, if you're the man and you're, you know, you've got to go and do a a show and you're the man in front of X thousand people, you know, um, that's a big, that's a big, I've never been in that place, so I can't pretend. I know what that's like, but I've witnessed it, and I think, yeah, you know, you need to be mollycoddled a bit, and and you know, you need to have your your personal assistants and your miners and people kind of doing what you say because you got a big, 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 big job. Yeah, no, that's you know? true. Define what success um, means to you, Tim. So if you could define what success means, define what the word uh, success means to you. Being comfortable in your own skin That's and wanting to, want, wanting to learn and being enthusiastic enough to keep learning. Um, ah, I like that. Because, um, well, with music in, in anything, I mean, I'm very, I, I'm big into Qigong. Yeah. I've done a lot of yoga, and, but, but Qigong's my, my um, uh, I'm really into it these days and, and and that's one of the reasons why i want to start uh, doing a few videos with people uh, to help them with guitar yeah. because i think um nervous tension is something that we're uh, um mostly most people have and, and anxiety they don't as even, well don't even know it yeah and it is the enemy of groove <laughs> <laughs> Um, was there ever a time, Tim, where you said to yourself that you wanted to give up on what you were doing because of lack of funds or you wasn't getting enough support from the people around you or you felt like you didn't have the confidence that you felt you deserved to have inside you? Um, yeah, loads of times. Loads what, of times. what did you do to get out of it? What did you actually do to say to build yourself back up as a person? Mm. Well... I would say back in back before I started making records, mm-hmm. I'd stick it out, and, and then something would happen, and I'd get a call and I'd go and do something, and then, you know, you play on a record or something, and someone really loves it, and you feel good about yeah. yourself again. Yeah. You know, um, it became more difficult when I started making my own records because, of course, the phone stops going um, because you can. So for me. Um, uh, there was um, a couple of times I had a mate say, uh, "Come on, you need you need to make another record." Yeah. And so, um, getting involved in a, that's a big body of work. Yeah, definitely. that takes time. So um, then, if you get involved in something, yeah. then the demons tend to subside, and then also you get excited because you're actually doing it. Um, and really. Uh, I mean, I think during, at about the time I started making records, just that's sort of a few years into that is when no one was really buying records anymore. Yeah. So you, you do it because you want to do it. Yeah. And um, I think I lost, I lost a record deal, um, as most people do. And um, after that, I, I experienced a, a first depression you know in my late 40s yeah. and uh, at that point um i want to give up on everything um and i know it's it's a, a a very common thing but it's also a very commonly misunderstood thing by okay. people who have been there because everyone gets depressed but not everyone has a depression and they're very very different things okay. so um you know and i'm and i went there a few times and, and during that i couldn't even pick up a guitar because I just hated everything that I did but then I would come through and then um music would come and be my friend again (laughs) (laughs) and and because those times when you pick up the guitar and you go oh oh that's nice (laughs) I mean you know uh, I, 
<laughs> I mean, that's 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 what you're in it for, really. Yeah. But you can't have that all the time. Well, that's true. That's a you fair know. point. But how did you come out of it in a sense? Was it was it that point when you picked up the guitar and you was like that? Ooh, came back into you, and then from there on you were like back on track. Or was it was it a thing that took some time? Very, it's a very circuitous route. I mean, I made. Um, uh, when I lost the record deal, I, that's when I went into a depression. And I know okay. I, I had the deal on the back of the demos, and so I actually hammered a credit card and bought some equipment and thought, yeah. fuck this, I'm going to do it on my own. Okay. Sorry, I shouldn't swear on your podcast. No, you're allowed um, to. Oh, trust me, everyone swears on this podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Look, I've been really mild so far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> no, Tim. The uh, yeah. whole point of this podcast is for you to be your true, authentic yeah. self. No, well, I, normally, yeah. I normally do actually swear quite a lot, but then I'll be starting to think to myself, maybe I swear too much. <laughs> no, apparently they say people who swear are the people who actually tell the truth the most. Yeah, okay. Well, fuck, 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 fuck. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember what we were talking about now. Um, coming out of your depression. Ah, yeah. yeah. Interesting thing. Um, so, so yeah, I think um, I, I went through, over a long period of time, I went there a number of times. Yeah. And you could say, really, um, the last time is when I left London um, and I didn't really know what to do anymore at that point. Yeah. I was quite excited to leave London. I went to Australia for six months. And blah, 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 blah. But, um, one thing and another... Um, personal stories I really fell off the cliff yeah. in a way in a way that I probably hadn't because before I had my you know where I lived and my studio and you know my mates in London were, yeah. and over here I had I had nothing and and so I was kind of woo, all at sea so the last um, for about a year and a half I came back here where I live now Stroud and I, I was oh. just a right I was just a write-off and then I slowly built myself up without music okay. which is a really good thing to do because you can see yourself as what you do yeah, sometimes yeah. but you're not that's not what you are <laughs> <laughs> you know underneath that is the more important thing yeah. and um, so it, it, you could say it's an, it's an ongoing journey because if you, if you want to be open to yourself yeah you're not going to be happy clappy all the time. It That's just doesn't. True. I mean, the, the people that I know that say they're always relaxed and they're always cool with themselves, it's just bollocks for <laughs> people that I know that say that. If they're just, un, they're not really aware of what's going on. Yeah, no, that's you know? true. No, that makes total but, sense. You know, um, so um, I feel. Like, yeah, I do have a certain amount of wisdom at my age. Yeah. I've had a career, and I think, wow, it's fantastic, you, you know. But I don't count any chickens. You know, look at the world we're living in. Like, how many people are yeah. suffering right now? You know, I'm quite lucky. I've got shit that I like to do, um, and I'm and I'm not worried about money. And I live in a, in a beautiful part of the country where I can go off into the woods and the hills, and I can go, whoa. You know, I'm so <laughs> grateful. If I was still living in Hackney, I think I wouldn't be as happy, you know, right okay. now. Why? Why would it's... you not be happy in London? Is it just because it's that? Because it's London and it's. Well, yeah, I, 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 I mean, there are stages in people's lives, aren't there? Yeah. And um, I think I'm really happy to have left London, and and happy to have left like London represents for me. I'm always striving. Yeah. Right. And I, I'm striving in a different way. I'm striving, you know, there's days that um, I hardly play the guitar, but yeah. there's no days that I don't do Qigong. That's fair enough. <laughs> you know, at the moment, right? Yeah. And there's, and there's, there's other days where still I don't want to put the guitar down. No, that makes you know? sense. In fact, I have to force myself to put the guitar down because it's actually quite <laughs> brutal. It's brutal on your body. You Is know? it? Yeah. I mean, I've got a shoulder thing that just won't go away, and I've seen lots of people because you're holding your hand up and you're hunching, and you're, oh. um, and, and you're, as I say, I think most people are not necessarily 
deeply relaxed yeah, when that they play because, it, that very because true. there's a, a self-judgment going on. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, Tim. you know, so that's that, that's something I'm working on it myself. Yeah, and it, but it's still something I I'm going to start to make uh, a few videos on. I'll very definitely watch. From, I'll definitely watch them. Will you? Oh yeah, yeah cool. I'll, I'll I'll support you definitely. Cool. <laughs> Tim, if I could ask you. If there's something that you could say to people out there that would help them to understand who you are as a person and give them some good advice about just being free and happy with themselves, what would you say to them? Hmm. Um, well, I don't know if I'm overly qualified. I mean, there's, there's, you there's don't have people... You not qualified as long as it comes no, from the no, heart. Well, I, I, I think... Um, to try and just be in touch with with um, how you're genuinely feeling, yeah, uh, and you know to be tried to be honest about what you really want. You know, I mean, I think we we live in a world where you know lots of relationships are going. We want to fall in love, you know, <laughs> so that person's gonna you know um, fill in that unhappiness. You yeah. know, that's why. And that that works for about five minutes, you know, and and um, so you really have to sort of own up. The, the, the difficult thing, I think, is is to do for lots of people, from my observation, yeah. is to own up to how they actually are, because okay. we're all going around putting this image on to be yeah. liked or to, pr- or to show up in a situation. Yep. I tend to these days say what's on my mind and make myself unpopular sometimes <laughs> I don't really give a fuck anymore you know I try not to hurt anybody no that's fair enough I, I, also, I just hate bullshit <laughs> no it's fair enough it's good to be honest because if you're not honest you walk away thinking I should have said that yeah and and um, you know I'm a person that's created a reasonable amount of conflict because you know especially when you get to um with your mates or lovers or family or whatever, yeah. you don't want to hurt them, and you and it's much more intense emotionally for you. Yeah. And then the more intense it is, the less you understand it That's from true. a distance. No, that makes so I think the thing is to try and be as kind and as open as possible, but don't swallow your shit. You Fair know, enough. because if you swallow it, it'll come out in somewhere. a different way. Yeah, and it yeah. could be worse. It's going to come out somewhere, and so that your really good friends someone are people who will take your shit and you're a good friend you know you're a good friend if you'll take that person's shit because we've all got it yeah it's true no that is definitely true uh, tim tell us where we can find you so tell us where uh, we can find tim so if we want to look for you where can we find you timstonemusic.com Wow, see, nice and easy. Is there any other social yeah. medias or uh, any other platforms? Uh, well, yeah, no, I am on Instagram as Future Blues. Ooh, um, I, I like that name. At, yeah, well, it's interesting because there's a, a, a mate of mine who I hadn't seen for a while. Um, yeah, you asked me kind of... Uh, really, um, when I pick up the guitar and just noodle, yeah. it's twisted blues. Like, I love the sort of... I hate... The sort of barroom, <laughs> I cannot stand that. But a blues that swings, yeah, and 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 um, blues that has harmony to it, yeah. And uh, there's nothing that you can't put with it. So um, a friend of mine just dropped round. I hadn't seen him for ten years, and he said, Have "You got any new tracks?" I said, oh, "I haven't, but you know, I just." And he said, "Well, show me what you're working on." And so I just played him what I was. You know, I'm always noodling on yeah. twisted blue, and he said, "Wow, that sounds like future blues." And I think I thought that's cool. So I am going to put some. I, uh, I've been largely inactive um, yeah. on social media, and in fact, anything to do with a career. And I put music down for like two years, so, and I'm about to pick it up. So yeah, there will be. I suppose Instagram now is yeah. at always, isn't it? So yep. it will be at Future Blues, yep. and and my website. And I'm going to have a a uh, content. Um, I'm not quite sure. I need to to talk to someone who's really hip on social media. But the stuff where I show people what I've learned, yeah. I, it's it's going to be under the banner the Guitar Spa, uh-huh. which is because um, it's it's all about health 
of the body and the mind when you're playing because if you can if i can help someone self-lacerate just a little bit less yeah. i think that's a cool thing no you know? i'll definitely be there <laughs> i'll definitely be watching on the other side <laughs> tim i want to thank you so much for coming on the us people podcast your wisdom and knowledge has been humbled by i'm humbled so thank you so oh, much for well, coming that's really on sweet. You're very easy to talk to, and you're and and, and it's very natural. Um, you know, it's quite easy to blather to you. I don't so, mind, honestly. You. I I love listening to people, and it's nice to be yeah. able for you to be able to give some of your feedback so that other people can learn from you. That's brilliant. Yeah, and if anyone, I'm, I mean, I would love it at this point. Um, I do think when you get to be a um, an elder statesman in your field it's it's yeah. it's great to, to help other people when you can oh, that's you know because it, it's you feel so good when you help people you know yeah it feels nice it feels i don't know it feels like i don't know i think that's what i've been you know when something when you know that something is you're born to do it basically yeah yeah so that's how i feel about it and i feel that helping people helps yeah, them fantastic. to help other people so Tim, I want to thank you so much for coming on the Yes People podcast. Oh, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> uh, listeners, I want to thank you so much for listening to the Yes People podcast. And please remember, you can subscribe to Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and any other platform that you prefer to listen to. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also donate to the Ask People podcast to help us to talk to people like Tim. Simply just go onto the PayPal account and type in paypal.me forward slash us people podcast please as always thank you for listening stay happy stay positive and as always continue to be kind to one another